Beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 18. There you will find my scripture for today. Please keep standing. We're going to read together in concert. I want you to read together with me in concert. One, two, go. Uh-huh. Go back. 17. Let's read it again one more time. Therefore... If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 18. And all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Christ Jesus, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. We're going to read it one last time. 17 into 18. Let's read it again. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Next verse. And all stop. And all new things, all things have become new. And all these new things are of God. All things are of God. All these new things are now of God. Because when we start to explain the text, you will now understand why it is that you should not expect anything less than what is of God. Praise the Lord. So these new things are of God, right? Who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Does it say he gave to the pastor the ministry of reconciliation? The pastor alone? He has given to us. This is the basis upon which I can say, you know, you have been called into ministry. You have been called to do the work of ministry. To reconcile men to God. And until we take up that responsibility, okay, um, there are certain things that you're not going to see expressed in your life. Praise God forevermore. Spirit of living God, thank you. Because you're here and you're here to do us good. Our hearts and our minds are open to receive your word. And we will never be the same again. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated on your way to your seat. Just smile. Open your 32 at someone. And say, hey, good to see you. Praise the Lord. Alright, um, today's episode, please do me a favor, don't be distracted, make eye contact with God's Word. This is a teaching series, ensure that you are not getting distracted with replying messages on WhatsApp. That WhatsApp can wait. I know many times when a message pops in on your phone, it just goes, it happens to me to just respond quickly, you know, but just cheer. Let everything else wait. Don't lose focus. Um, this is a time to receive. We have been on the 21 grams series 
And I've been teaching about how important it is to have a healthy soul. Okay, very important. Today I'm going to go deeper into that conversation um, in such a way that will be a blessing to you. Now, um, what I'm about to teach you today, um, by the way, if you've not been part of the series, I understand. I always ensure that um, we, we prepare our teaching um, outline in such a way that even if you just walked in for the first time, you can still get a whole meal, okay? Um, I always encourage people that you should obviously make um, the efforts to go back and listen to all the other episodes. It will help you. Um, some people actually really do listen to these messages again, and I want that person to be you. Um, I've had times when I myself went back to listen to the messages again, and the Lord ministered to me through me. <laughs> you know, so it's very important that we um, participate in that. Alright, so this morning we are starting um, the episode title is Heavy Duty. Heavy Duty. Heavy Duty. Something is called a heavy duty truck or a heavy duty um, um, instrument when it is built in such a way that it can withstand on due pressure. I mean, so there are, there are cars and there are heavy duty trucks. It's called a heavy duty truck because it has been built or designed in such a way that it can withstand, you know, the kind of pressure that a Corolla cannot withstand. So that heavy-duty-ness has to do with the ability to withstand stresses and withstand pressure, all right, that other um, equipments, yeah, other equipments will break under, okay? And we're using that to explain the quality of the kind of soul that you should have. The healthy soul is God's way of helping you to withstand the pressure. Alright? And not just withstand it as far from a place of defense, but actually come out, you know, stronger, healthier. In other words, the same experiences that other people go through, you, because of a healthy soul, comes out victorious. Amen? So other people go through certain things, you, you, you come out victorious from experiences like that. Okay, so that is the concept of spirit, soul, and body. Alright, now the scripture that we just looked at, I want to start from there, Second Corinthians 5, 17 into 18. It says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is now a new creature. Alright? He is. He's not going to be in the future. He is now a new creature. All things are passed away. It's not saying they will pass away. It's saying they are already passed away. And it says, behold, all things are become new. In other words, 
All things are become new. You are now brand new. Brand new, praise God. And then verse 18 says, These new things are of God. Alright? Who has reconciled us. So, um, you hear that, you read that, and then there is a paradox that begins to show up in your mind. That, how is it that scripture says, have already become new, when I don't feel new? Alright? I don't feel new. I don't look new. Alright? And if you don't understand these things, you're already going to begin to struggle with unbelief. Because now scripture says all things have become new. Alright? And yet you know that you don't look new. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't sound new. You don't even behave new. You understand what I'm saying? So, we want to align these thoughts. And I'm teaching spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. I want to start with an illustration that will help you. I want to start with an illustration. On the image that you would see on the screen, there is the spirit. Man is First Thessalonians 5 and verse 23, I believe, talks about the fact that you are a spirit, soul, and body. Man is a spirit, he has a soul, he lives in a body. Okay? Now, your spirit, please pay attention to this because this is very important. It is a aha moment, okay, for, for many believers. Now that you are born again, there are three parts to you. Your spirit, soul, and body. Now, your spirit is totally brand new. Your spirit is not going to learn anything new when you get to heaven. Your spirit is not going to need to be healed of a disease when you get to heaven. Your spirit is not going to need to be cured of an ignorance problem when you get to heaven. Your spirit is complete, new, perfect. There is no upgrade that will need to happen to your spirit. And interestingly, you are not your soul, you are not your body, you are your spirit. Amen. Because if the spirit, there's a scripture that talks about, you know, um, the, when, when, if the spirit leaves your body, then your body is just a carcass. So that's the real you. And that's the you that Jesus came for. Follow me. He came directly to recreate your human spirit. So now your human spirit has been recreated completely. Um, perfection has been found in you. We know where perfection is now. Perfection is in your spirit. Your spirit is not upgradable. Your spirit does not require maintenance. Your spirit does not need any 
um, form of introduction to who he is or who you are. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation, brand new. All of the verities that Jesus came to give, everything was put in your spirit. Listen, your spirit is not trying to is not trying to attain anything. It has already attained. Your spirit came complete. Do you hear what I'm saying? Now you're going to be saying, "Wow, okay." <laughs> so put that first slide, please. So what 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 now needs to happen? Because you need to understand this is that you have a soul and you have a body. Let's talk about the body for a, for a bit. The body is your five senses, your sense of smell, taste, touch, and all of that. All your five senses are in your body. The Bible calls it the outward man. Alright, now you have a soul. Your soul, I said earlier, is the window through which you learn the world. Your soul is the seat of your mind, your will, your conscience, okay, and your emotions. Now, I can't touch your soul. I can't touch it. It's not physical. <laughs> I can't touch your soul. But I can touch your soul. I can. I can use words to touch your soul. I can speak words of life that will make your soul come alive. And I can speak words of death that would hurt you. So every time a person speaks a word of death, it hurts your soul. Your soul is touched. Not by physical hands, but by words. So here's what's happening. Your spirit has already come in complete, full of life, full of the life of God. When you hear, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Question I want to ask you, is, is the spirit of God corrupt? Can he be corrupted? So your spirit is not corrupt. I, I laugh when a Christian, a Christian, a Christian that goes to church, comes out and he's trying to quote things, you know, out of context. And you open your mouth and say, eh, the heart of man is evil and desperately wicked. Who can know this? Because it's in the Bible doesn't mean it describes you. You, you, you're in Christ. Your heart is not evil and desperately wicked. Your heart is recreated. Do you understand what I'm saying? Your heart is what? Recreated. Then somebody now goes to the Psalms and brings out a scripture and says, Create in me a clean heart, O Lord, and renew a right spirit within me. And then starts to say, Cast me not away from your presence, O Lord. And you know there's a way you sing this song, you start to cry. You start to cry. Take not your holy spirit for me. They didn't tell you. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. How? Restore to me the joy of my salvation and renew a right spirit within me. Your spirit came out right. And we remain right till Jesus comes. You understand? There's no need to renew a right spirit. Your spirit is always renewed. Your spirit is always right. It's fresh. I told you. Sealed. 
God saved you and sealed you quickly. No contamination can enter your spirit anymore. Sealed. All the life of God is in your spirit already. Listen, I'm not saying it's going to be. I'm saying it's already there. You see, Scripture says that the, that, that the power of the Holy Spirit raised Christ from the dead. True or false? That same power dwells in you. Think about it. The same miracle working power that raised Christ from the dead lives in your spirit. The same one. Not a junior one. Are you getting what I'm saying? So your spirit is complete. Your spirit doesn't need to be, doesn't need to be renewed. Doesn't need maintenance. Doesn't need, <laughs> you understand? Doesn't need renovation. Doesn't need refurbishment. All those things that we do in church. So what's happening when this guy is praying, cast me not away from your presence. He can't even cry. He can't even weep. And then, you know, stop me coming out of your nostrils and you're cleaning, you're looking for handkerchief and you are all the while spraying something useless. But beauty is in the Bible now. Don't we, are we not supposed, is in the Bible. Was, was David born again? Was David born again? Hello church. Was David born again? He wasn't born again. So he could ask for creating me a clean heart. John 15, 3, when Jesus came. I, I can't say put it up because I want you to follow me. John 15, 3, the Bible says, you are clean. You are clean. Through the words that I have spoken unto you. Cast me not away from your presence. Jesus, when he came, said, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the earth. See, let me tell you, whether you want it or not, eh? Oh boy. How many of you have heard of follow come? Whether you want it or not, when you enter this conversation of salvation, there are things that came with it. And one is the, listen, one is the ever-abiding presence of God. He will never leave you, nor forsake you, not at any time, not in any season. You know, David was experiencing some of these things. He said, look, look at this, oh, look at this. He said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want to make him to lie down and drink fast. So all of that, he makes me, he makes me. He leads me inside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. See as God is leading you. See as He's going for His name's sake. Alright? Then what's, what's the next one? Even though, then, see, see, see where the problem starts. He says, even though I, it is me, all the wire has been leading me is in good places. The moment I took a walk, a shadow of death. So even though I walk through the valley, of the shadow of death. In other words, I've made a bad decision. He's still with me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. This one, now me took, I took my walk. He's with me. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. Can you say amen? Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, you, you, you know, you, I Lord, creating me a clean heart. Your heart is clean. Never cast me not away from your presence. Which presence? <laughs> he lives in you forever. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Very important that you know these things. What's the other part of that song? Cast me not away from your presence. Lord. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. It's torn to me. The joy of salvation, restored to you. Hey, God. 
the Bible says there's an ever streaming joy. It says it's with joy that we draw out of the well of salvation. It's always there. Always there. Always there. Hallelujah. Always there. So your spirit is recreated. This is your human spirit. Recreated. Now this recreation has to flow into the soul. There's a valve that causes it to flow into the soul. And then... From the soul, it flows into the body. But then also the body, I'll show you as we, as we continue, as we progress. The body, okay, can also project its feelings on the soul. So, here's what's happening. The human spirit is recreated, sealed and locked up. Okay? But now, this life, this ever-flowing life, that is in the spirit, has to go to influence the soul. And I told you that the way it happens is through learning, through teaching. Through learning, through teaching. That's how this valve is open. Listen, your soul can either open up to the word or open up to your feelings. So when your feelings begin to talk and make noise and all of that, your soul is either opening up to your feelings, because your feelings are real, and that's the problem. You're, you can't see your spirit, but you can see your feelings. So your feelings are real, you know. Right now I'm hurt. I feel hurt. So your soul is either opening up to your feelings or opening up to the spirit. And for the sake of this conversation, we want your soul to open up to the spirit. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Look at what it says. It says, let's read this together. I want to go. Stop. You know that we've been taught in church that these are things to pursue. Go back, go back, go back. You know, you have to pursue love. You have to pursue it. You know, the fruit of the Spirit. In fact, how many of you were, were made to cry in church because of the fruit of the Spirit? Hands up. Uh, you see? You see what? You don't have it. And they preach something that made you cry. The fruit of the Spirit is, you know, you have to go after it. You have to pursue hard after it. He says, it's the fruit of the Spirit. And the last time I the fruit, see, yeah, the fruit of what? Spirit. Hey, church, talk to me now. The fruit of what? Okay, so, who are you? That is what? Joined to the Lord. This is already your fruit. Oh, boy. When a manufacturer, hey, thank you, precious Holy Spirit. When a manufacturer is designing a phone, let's use a phone for example. He doesn't finish doing the phone and then come back to say, wait, 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 I, remo- I, I forgot to put the keypad. <laughs> Does he do that? No, he doesn't do that. Or he has released the car. They, they, they pushed out the car out of the assembly line and it's now in the market. I said, wait, 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 sorry, I forgot to put the windshield. Have you ever seen that happen before? You know, there are confusions that we project on God. 
that we don't even see happen amongst normal human beings. I've never seen any company, pharmaceutical company, automobile company, or any kind of company that will produce something, release it in the market, then call it back and say, come back, we want to put something we forgot to put. I mean, basic things. I mean, you can have breakdown of software or something like that. But windshield, we forgot to put the windshield. Come, bring it back. It comes already installed. If any man be in Christ, he came already installed. Fruit of the Spirit came because you are a spirit. And now you are born again. These things were installed in you. So imagine, you, you, you already have love in your heart. You already have it. You're already, it's a fruit of the Spirit. But guess what? You can be full of love and be releasing hate. Uh-huh. Uh-huh now. <laughs> you can be full of love and be releasing hate. You can be full of joy and you are releasing depression. You're releasing anger, complaining. But you're full of joy. You already came equipped with joy. What's the problem? The love is not the valve. Go back to the first slide. The valve of the spirit is not open so that this love in the spirit can flow into the soul. The joy is already locked up in your spirit. But now needs to flow into your soul. Peace is already in your spirit. Now needs to flow into your soul. Patience is already in your spirit. Now needs to flow into your soul. But here's what's happening. People's valves are open to their feelings and it is the feelings from the world that is flowing into their soul. So if I feel happy, I'm dancing in the morning. You know, I just have a good feeling. And then if I feel sad by evening, my confessions have changed. And if in the morning somebody just sends me, you know, one miracle 500k for job I did last year that they didn't want to pay me. You know, oh, oh, it's party time. And then if by evening, you know, that money I've blown everything. Sadness. How many of you feel, how many of you feel good when you get one big alert, then you get many debits, debits, debits. <laughs> you see one green, and you see red, 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 red. One green. <laughs> So there is already joy. Say this with me. I have the love of God in my spirit. I have peace in my spirit. I have joy in my spirit. I have patience in my spirit. I have gentleness in my spirit. Glory to God forevermore. Now when, have you heard people say, that's just the way I am. I'm just a brass talker. No, that's not the way you are. Your spirit is gentle. Gentle. You've learned wrongly. Your, your valve has been open to the world, to the body. And you know, in the body, you know, they say, every old man for himself, you have to defend yourself, you know. Don't go and, <laughs> don't go and be done. So, you know, you know, you just, you, you gag up, ready. And then you say, I'm woke, I'm woke, I don't take nonsense. You tell, you give it to me, I give it to you. I don't, I don't take rubbish. But your spirit is gentle. Say that with me, I'm gentle. I'm gentle. So what, the, what needs to happen is that the content of the Spirit needs to just flow out. It's, listen, there's a difference between when you're trying to get something and when it's already there. 
Write this down. You're not going to get a new spirit in heaven. Neither will you need to go in maturity, completeness. Neither will you need to be cleaned up from any earthly defilement when you get to heaven. When you get to heaven, you're not going to need to grow up. Your spirit is not going to need to be cleaned up from any earthly defilement. Say this with me. There is no defilement in my spirit. I want you to talk out loud. I want you to shout it out loud. Say, there is no defilement in my spirit. Write this down. Your spirit is right now as perfect and as complete as Jesus himself. Your spirit is as perfect and as complete as Jesus himself. Listen to me. There is no favor that Jesus is under that you are not. There is no provision that Jesus is under that you are not. Your spirit right now is as perfect, as complete, alright, not needing any cleaning up. Because your spirit can never be defiled. Defilement is of the soul and body, not of the spirit. So think about it for a moment. That you came completely punished. Completely punished. Say amen. amen. Give me the third slide. The recreated spirit is completely perfect just like God is. The soul is influenced by whatever it opens up to. Either the word or your feelings. And the body is feelings ruled. That's why the Bible did not say, if any man be in Christ, his body is a new creation. See, let me tell you, your body is a neutral aspect. Your body is neutral. It can produce feelings, but it cannot influence anything. It is basically whatever influences your your body just grows. Do you understand what I'm saying? Your body your body but so how did your spirit become perfect? How did your spirit become perfect? It was recreated in Christ Jesus. Became a new creation. That's how it became perfect. How does the reality of your spirit move into your soul? And that's where we're going to focus on today. It happens through the transformation that comes from understanding scripture. So the believer is constantly after understanding. The believer does not ask God to do anything because, listen, when Jesus died and was buried and rose again, Alright, God had done everything that he needed to do to make you complete and perfect. 
So the believer is now constantly on a journey, write this down, of renewing and releasing. Renewing and releasing. Renewing and releasing. Not asking and begging. Renewing and releasing. So I'm constantly on a journey of renewing my mind and releasing that which is already in my spirit into my bodily experience. The Bible says, how many of you remember that the Bible says that we are partakers of His divine nature? How many of you remember? What does partakers of His divine nature mean? It means that you share in the divine nature. You are taking part of the divine nature. What it means is that the divine nature is available to you. Let me ask you a question. How many of you believe that there is a sickness in the divine nature? Let me see your hands up. Sickness of any kind. You know, I put on Facebook two or three days ago, there's no high blood pressure in Emmanuel's veins. Think about Emmanuel's veins, what flows in there, and the pressure is high. So you're constantly on a journey of understanding, renewing your mind, and releasing what is already in the spirit, already for you. So we are on a quest of, there is joy already in your spirit. How does that joy come out and influence your soul? And then influence your body. There's peace already in your spirit. How does that spirit, how, how does that peace come out, alright, and begin to influence your, your soul and your body? It brings us to the concept called, all things have become new. Hey, this is good stuff. All things have become new. Say that with me. All things have become new. Let me ask you a question. When all things became new, did you feel new? Hello? Okay, you kind of felt new. But did you change physically? Okay, you were, you were, you were short. You were brief. And then the moment you got sick, boom, height came. Phew. Or you were you are thin, you were slim, and then the moment you became a new creation, boom, you know, you just became round everywhere. No. There's a tendency that if you didn't know how to solve math before you got saved, after you get saved, you still won't know how to solve math. If a person was foolish, before they got saved, they remain foolish, even after they get saved. Ah, purely, no, it's not true. Maybe you get saved, you become wise. It's not true. <laughs> if somebody was used to doing foolish stuff before they got saved, that day they got saved, they will still do foolish stuff. You see, and that's the problem. That's the problem the church has. That's the problem the church has. This thing I'm saying is the problem that the church has. It's a problem that believers have. have. When I say the problem, I don't mean that they have a problem. Do you understand? What I mean is that they don't know how to reconcile these two realities. I am saved completely in my spirit, yet I am being saved in my soul. So, listen. 
Oh, this is so good. I think this is a good illustration. Let me try it. If it works, we'll go with it. If it doesn't work, we'll retrieve it. Amen. And you forgive me. Say amen. So imagine that you go to a new workplace. You just got a job with Microsoft. You already have the job. Okay, they're giving your employment letter. You already have the job. Now you're on the job. You're learning what the job entails. The learning of what the job entails is not what gave you the job. They gave you the job based on a criteria that you passed. Alright, then now that you've passed that criteria, okay, you are now learning what it entails to be able to be productive on your job. Do you understand what I'm saying? Nobody, um, they didn't give you the job based on what the job entails. They gave you the job because you sat in an interview, you had the criteria, you answered the questions right, and they felt you were the right person for the job, true or false. But now, you can't say because you have not yet learned what the job entails, you lose your employment. That's not true. You're in the process of learning, but you have a fixed employment. Jesus was the criteria for your soul to be recreated. Now that you're in the house, you're learning how to move around in the house. That's why when Noah got into that ark, it was important that he got into the ark. Because if he falls now, he's still in the ark. He gets up, learns how not to fall there anymore, and he keeps on moving. Here's what believers believe. When he falls, he has fallen out of the ark. Do you understand? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Noah was closed inside the house. And now, whatever happens is between him and his boss. Satan cannot even interfere. <laughs> We're dealing with house issues here. Can we say amen? Can you shout amen, somebody? Amen. So the concept of all things that become new must be understood that your spirit is recreated, your mind needs to be transformed. So let's look at this image in, in slide 8. Alright? The body does not change. Okay? You don't change automatically. And so does your mind also. Your mind doesn't change. It remains the same. Alright? It remains the same. Now that brings us to what we call, you want to write this down, the benefits of salvation. The benefits of salvation. So there are benefits that comes to you as a result of being in Christ. So now that you're a new creature, there are benefits that happen to you as a result of being in Christ. There are things that happen to you because you're now in Christ. And these things happen... As your soul is saved. Let's look at Hebrews 10 and verse 39. Hebrews 10 and verse 39. Look at what it says. It says, We are not of them that draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe, look at this, that believe, alright, to what? The saving of the soul. How does the soul get saved? He believes to the saving of the soul. So we are not of them that draw back unto perdition, but we are of them that believe to the saving of the soul. In other words, the soul is saved by believing. Let me put it like this. 
That word to the saving of the soul is like the picture that you'd have of it is to the snatching of the soul from the strongholds, from the modes. Hello? The snatching of the soul. Listen, every time you sit under the influence of God's word, your soul is being snatched away from the modes, the strongholds. I want to play a, a video for you so that you see what's going on. Alright? Look at that video. The mighty jungle made its way into a TV station. Watch this horrifying video of a lion cub pelting on a baby. You can hear her scream in terror. No, no, The incident happened during a taping of the former Mexican program. So, imagine for a moment, put that video, leave it there. Imagine for a moment that the mold is, is that tiger there, that, that, that lion. And then, or the cub, whatever. And then you are the baby. Your soul is the baby. So when it says to the, believe to the saving of the soul, it means that every time you are believing in God's word, every time you are believing, your soul is being snatched away from the mode. Give you an example of what I'm saying. It is normal for people to get sick on earth. And then you start to be cultured to think that that's normal. That that's, it's okay. But every time you sit under the influence of the word, and then you're hearing the teachings of the word, and you're hearing that you're a particle of the divine nature, your soul is being snatched away from that mode. Hello? Do you understand? You're being released out of that mode. You're being set free out of that mode. You can help me describe any mode that you think actually keeps people bound. Say, for example, scarcity is a mode. The, the scarce thinking is a mode. You know, some people might think that, oh, I'm always going to have to, I'm always going to have to battle with this temptation or with this sickness. Or it's a mode. Now, we believe to the saving of the soul. That word saving of the soul is like every time I'm believing in what the word of God says concerning me, my soul is being snatched out of the hold of that mode. Do you understand it? Let me give you an, another example. I already said that there is, there is love in your spirit, right? But the world cultivates you and cultures you to hate. So as I begin to believe the provisions of the gospel and I take it into my soul, my soul is being snatched away from hatred. There is joy in your soul already. There is joy in your spirit already. Every time you sit down and you're hearing the realities of this truth, your soul is being snatched from the, from the hold. Listen, let me tell you, before I continue, it's a real strong hold that many people go through in their lives. That's why scripture says, casting down what? Strongholds. And then bringing every knowledge, alright, to the obedience of Christ. Scripture says that, look, whatever you do, labor to enter into the rest. Because rest has been made available for you 
But you see, your mind is going to struggle. Many people's minds here, right now, they are struggling with, you know, the unconditional love of God. You can't understand it. Why can you love me like that? And then when you hang around religious people, they'll make it even worse. So it's a struggle. And you're not supposed to understand it. Even though you can understand it. Because I said, <laughs> the not being able to understand this love of God, it depends on the window you're looking from. If you're looking from your own self, okay, you will not understand it. But when you flip and you start to look from God's perspective, it makes sense. Oh boy, <laughs> okay. See, let me tell you, it may not make sense to you that God will leave the 99 and come and find the one. It may not make sense to you, alright? But it makes sense to God because he doesn't lose in investment. It makes sense to him. You say, why can't I have it all? <laughs> why can't I have all of them? Why should I lose any to Satan? Remember what Jesus was saying. Very important. What Jesus was saying in John 17 to the Father when he was praying to the Father. He said, all that you gave to me, I have kept all. I lost none to the enemy. Very important to him. Very important to him. So on your own end, you will not say a reason why, ah, there's Sister Bola in church. She's a very pretty, cream and proper lady. You know, she serves the Lord, she pays her tithes. There's Sister Biodu, there's Brother this. Then why would God come after me? Because that's why he came. Alright? In the finished work of Jesus, you were the person on his mind. He, he doesn't care about that brother that prays eight hours. He cares about you. Who is still trying to find your acts together? He cares about you. Do you understand what I'm saying? And don't let church people put you in a mold. Church people may not come after you. He will. Do you understand what I'm saying? He'll come after you. He'll come. He should be with sanguine. Crashing down the door. You know? You know? Just to get to you. It's my money we're talking about here. It's my blood we're talking about here. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'll do anything, anything for you. Anything. I will do anything for you. You'll come running. Do you understand? I, I see, let me tell you. That picture of the father running will forever capture my heart. A man who, who has everything. Look, about, look at your society. When people have everything and they don't need you, the way they treat you with, like, who are you? And like, I have everything going, who are you? There's somebody, alright, alright, who has everything going for him, looks at some miserable, e- who has been sitting in some place and eating from pig's food. You're smelling. You're broken. And then he sees you coming from a distance and he starts to run. He doesn't even know what you're about to say. He doesn't even know what you're about to say. What if you're coming home to curse him again and say, give me some more of my stuff. You die, you old man. Die, die, die. What if that's what you're coming to say? He doesn't even wait to know what you want to say. The very fact that you're facing the road going home causes him to begin to run. And in those days, it was an embarrassing thing for the city to see the legs of an old man. For you to run, okay, like that and not trip over your garments. No, it was garments. 
that is for you to run and not trip, you have to hold it. You know now, you have to hold it up like let me not. You have to hold it up like this and then begin to run. So you don't understand it, but it makes sense to God. So now here's the point: your soul now has to be snatched out of a system. That, listen to me, a system that operates best with carrot and stick approach. Do good, get good. Do bad, get beat. Do worse, get kicked. That's, that's what the system. All of you have performance indicators at work, true or false. And you, if you do well, you get rewarded. If you don't do well, you get, you understand what I'm saying? And then you can't understand that there's nothing I have done. That will make you just love me like this. Your soul needs to be snatched out. And then if you've been battling with, you know, not, not having any creative ideas for progress or anything. Your soul needs to be snatched because your spirit is already creative. Can you say amen? amen. Say this with me, I have the life of God in me. Shout it out loud, I have the life of God in me. So give me Hebrews 10, 39 again. You see that picture of You see that picture of snatching? Okay, okay, think about it. Imagine that everybody there just allowed the cob to take that baby and begin to chew. So now what we're saying is that no, we're not going to allow, you shouldn't allow your mind to be subject to the world around you. Hello, look up at me. How, how many of you want to produce, how many of you want to be kinder in your, that's more loving and compassion? Let me see your hand. Hands up. If you want to be a lot more loving and compassionate. Okay. Your spirit is as compassionate and as compassionate can be. In fact, your spirit is not groomed the way the earth is groomed. Based on the wickedness that God has seen on earth, maybe by now you should have withdrawn the provision of redemption. Say, you know what? Those who have accepted, fine. The rest who have not accepted, please. Everything cancelled. No more. Do you know there are people who have cursed God? Say, you know, I, I'll never have anything to do with you again. The next day he still blesses them. Peter said, Depart from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. Why are you blessing me this much? You see, that love, that kind of love that is unconditional is already in your spirit. Listen, let me show you something that scripture says. Jesus was talking. He said, when you find a person that wants to despisefully use you, pray for them. What? Pray for them? That despisefully use me? What? Pray for them. Listen, it's, you see, sometimes when, when Jesus talks and when scripture talks, I laugh. Look, they are not only using you, they are using you despisefully. Despisefully. You know, and they are using you despisefully. And then scripture says, pray for them. 
Guess what? That kind of love is already in your spirit. Pray for them. Not, not our type of people. <laughs> what? See, come, come. Let me tell you. I know what you're doing. Don't think I don't know that. Look, I will be thunder. I will call to fire you. And guess what? God will not move. You see, but in you doing Elijah, you don't understand. Jesus has come. The page has changed completely. The story is now different. Stevie, Stevie. Whisper to someone, say Stevie. Whisper to them, say Stevie, Stevie. Stevie, eh? He stood at the place where they were stoning him to death with stones. Huh? Some of you have not seen wickedness. You think you have seen wickedness? You have not seen wickedness. He stood there. They tied him to the pole and then they started to stone him. Do you know that kind of stoning that you can't even defend yourself? You know, you can't defend yourself. Ah, I'm just imagining the one that will sit his head, the one that will eat his eyeballs, the one that will, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And then the guy looked up to heaven and said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. You ordinary, ordinary, ordinary. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I don't want to talk to you. Ordinary, they came, they took your toothpaste, they didn't return it. The whole house, the whole house. What can I mean? Looks like you're in the Jesus did the same thing at the cross. They had put nail here, put nail here. Put on his feet. They had flogged his side. Water and blood gushed out. And he was still praying for the people. Listen. My darling. That love is in your spirit. It's there. It's there. It just has to come out. It's already there. That peace is already there. The peace that made Jesus to sleep in the middle of a storm. He was sleeping. That peace is in your spirit. That joy that is not based, thank you dear Holy Ghost. That joy that is not based on anything happening on the outside. But that is from the inside. You've not seen any alert, but you're still rejoicing. You've not seen any progress, but you're still rejoicing. I know who I believe. And I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. I'm still rejoicing. I'm still giving thanks. I may not see the increase yet, but joy comes before the harvest. Joy comes before the harvest. The harvest does not precede joy. It is joy that comes before the harvest. You start to dance. You start to rejoice. You have not seen anything yet. But you start to dance. You start to rejoice. And then out of your spirit comes for the progress. In this woke generation, if it was you that they told, walk around Jericho seven times. They won't shout. Huh. <laughs> Next thing you see one Instagram post about, about the developed nations and the underdeveloped. You know, the underdeveloped nations, their brain have been washed. Yes, may my brain be washed with the blood. Hey, may my brain be more washed. Hey, may my, I, I lose my mind to gain his. 
You understand? I lose my mind so that I can gain the mind of Christ. You understand? Because, listen, with all those people who their brains have not been washed, not one have healed cancer. Not one. Hey! Hey! But this one whose brain washed me, hey! He raises the dead! He raises the dead! See, let me tell you, if you want to be woke, be woke right. Don't be woke stupidly. Don't be woke like a fool. You understand? Don't be woke and be woke and you woke. <laughs> and you woke yourself. <laughs> be woke where? You understand? You are woke, 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 woke. We are talking grammar, talking grammar. Then the next thing they say, leukemia has come. And all grammar will cease. All of a sudden you start to be humble. Now that you know, that, that devil is a lie. You say, now that I know that I have only a few months to go, let me start to clean people's shoes. Let me start to do where? Let me start to help. Let me start to help the poor. See that guy? Let me start to help the poor. Let me do as much good as I can do. Your good means nothing to the kingdom. What means everything is the blood, the lamb slain. How easy is it to find the lamb slain? Just find the lamb slain and stop all this nonsense that you're doing. Walk, 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 walk. Next thing you sit in church, you say, because you bought 15 hour data, we won't get what? Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. They want to collect our money for tithes. They want to collect our money for offering. Hey, before you came, we were doing well. After you come, we'll still be doing well. This is not about you. This is not, the Bible says, I will build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail. Keep your money, keep your money. Lift up your hands and say, I'm full of the Holy Ghost. See, this thing we are teaching you. Ah, thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. You know, people will not die of cancer under our watch. In the name of Jesus. Because we will heal them. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is why you need to know this thing. Yesterday we did six hours. Releasing this thing from our spirits. Just releasing. Don't worry. Feeling the last thing. Don't worry. Just diligently be doing this thing. You will be the first that they will laugh at. They were talking about Paul and Nature. Three, three men of God, Paul and Nature. In fact, if you hear their messages, different. But a man went to proceed meeting. I need to move fast. <laughs> I need to move fast. A man went to proceed meeting. And he said, Kai, I like this thing you're doing. Though. This thing that you're calling young people together to pray like this. Eight hours, ten hours, twelve hours. This thing you are doing very nice. Though. Old man. He said, many years ago, Polenetche and I can't remember the names of the two other pastors. They were my, I was courting them in my house. I was courting them in my house. In the morning, as I'm going to work, I will put money on the TV for them. As I'm going to work, they are praying. As I'm coming back, they are still praying. The, the money is still there. They have not touched it. He now said to the man, he now said to Posey, he said, it's not a coincidence that these men, are, they, are, they, are, they, are, they are powering the biggest churches in the, in the town, doing great impacts. He said, it's not a coincidence. Then he was now telling Posey, now at my age, I want to start praying. 
Thank God for redemption. It's never too late. But can it be a coincidence that all those three men are now the people that you, that you are seeing everywhere? The message might be three different streams. You understand? One is preaching law. Law, hardcore law. Another one, I'm saying, I'm not talking about these, these men. Okay? Because I don't... I, but one is preaching law. Another person is preaching another thing. Another person is preaching another thing. But results, they... That thing inside, you bring it out. Don't live your life as if put that, that slide of benefits of salvation. Put it on the screen. Don't live your life as though there are no benefits in this thing called salvation. There are benefits. There are benefits. Let me tell you, Jenny, that you can heal the sick is a benefit of salvation. That you don't fall sick is a benefit of salvation. I was just thinking about it yesterday. And I was talking to the people who are praying with. Think about it now. My brother, think about it. Eh? Is it a coincidence? Pastor, Pastor Kumui is 80 this year. 80 and strong. Pastor Adeboe is 79 this year. He doesn't use glasses. What kind of coincidence is that? Bishop Oedipo. Look at him. Look at uh, uh, Bishop Michael Konko. Look at Pastor Christ. Pastor Christ, I am amazed. All his pastors, all of them, from when I was 16, 15, Reverend Tom is still there. Reverend Ken, Reverend Edu Wase, all of them, they are still there. No sickness, no disease. Call it a coincidence. I call it a good one. <laughs> Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. You know what has happened? They have mingled. I'm not saying they've not had health challenges, though. but I'm saying they have mingled with this thing so much that this thing came out of them and suppressed all of those things. You know, careful dollar. Let me should I go international? Careful dollar has been has been confirmed cancer free twice. That dreaded devil called cancer has hit his body two times. The first time was shortly before he came for Spirit Life Conference. He said they, they just confirmed me cancer free. He said when they diagnosed him of cancer, he called his wife. <laughs> Thank you, dear Lord. He said, what are we going to do? She said, what we always do. <laughs> what we always do. And what that? Take God's word, put it in your mouth, begin to speak it every time. I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm cancer free. He went back to the doctor. He came back and cancer free. Then that devil that does not have sense tried to come again. Alright? And for the second time, cancer free. No chemo. I will live in long life and good health and we will transmit these things to people and we will trans I say we will transmit it to people
There are benefits of salvation. Many people do not believe that they are perfect in their spirits because they cannot see and touch that perfection. That perfection is not a feeling. So for the sake of this series, we are focusing on your soul. The spirit is already perfect. The body is going to flow in in, in line with whatever happens to the soul. And what did I say helps your soul? Believing saves your soul. Say it with me. Believing saves my soul. We believe. Say it with me. I believe to the saving of the soul. Did you notice that it is called the saving of the soul? Saving. In other words, the soul will continue to be saved until Jesus comes. Your spirit is one time. Your soul is going to be being saved. Every day you're saved by believing. You're saved by believing. You're saved by believing. How do you believe? You load yourself with the word of God. Say this with me. Believing saves my soul. Say it again. Say it again. Believing saves my soul. Say it one more time. Believing saves my soul. James 1.21 We'll look at Hebrews 10.39 Now we'll look at James 1.21 Let's look at James 1.21 now. It says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of nothingness and I, 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 I wish they added and superfluity of wokeness. Alright? And receive. Somebody say receive. You know why he says receive? Because it's already been given. Okay, so he says receive with meekness. The engrafted word. Let's read the last part together. Which is able to save your soul. Save your soul from what? To snatch your soul out from all of the molds that is in the fall of Adam. Sickness is a mold. Disease is a mold. Cancer is a mold. Lack is a mold. Shortage is a mold. Do you understand? Ignorance is a mode. Lack of joy is a mode. It's a mode. Don't say I'm an angry person. You're not. There's much love to go around to everybody in our hearts. Can we say amen? So your believing saves your soul. The engrafted word is able to save your soul. Let me show you two more scriptures. Acts 20 and verse 32. The book of Acts chapter number 20 and verse 32. Look at this. Let's read this together once ago. Can you read for me please? Let's read together once ago. And now brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. And give to you an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. It's able to what? Build you up. Now let me ask, what part of you is being built up? Your spirit or your soul? Awesome. So, it's able to build you up. Now do you notice that it is by the building up 
that the inheritance is granted to you. Let's look at, if you can, I think it's 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 12. Put that on the screen. I, I didn't give that to you. Put it on the screen. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Got it. Let's read it together. I want to go. So, where does this knowledge come? In your soul. That you might know. That you might have an understanding. You might know the things that are freely given to you of God. If you don't know, you're going to beg for it. So your spirit is saved, your soul is being saved. How is your soul being saved? By the revelation of God's word. Until you come into understanding. So the believer is on a journey of releasing all that is already in their spirit. Renewing and releasing. Renewing and releasing. Andrew Romack said he went, he went to... Um, a store to buy a Bible, okay, and for months he was in faith for the money because they were so broke. He was in faith for the money to buy the Bible for months. And finally, after six months, he was able to raise the money to buy a new Bible. And he went to the store and bought the Bible. And then he said, How many of you think that I'm going to be believing for a Bible after I've got a new one? How many of you? No. You know why? You don't believe for things you already have. You use it. You release it. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's why I'm telling you. You already have it. If you're sick in your body right now, you already have healing in your body. You just need to release it into your, 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 your physical body. You already have healing on the inside. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Understanding. How does this understanding come? Through the teaching of the word. I commend you to God. Put that scripture please. I commend you to God. And the word of his grace. Which is able to build you up. And deliver to you your inheritance. Is it an accident that the building up comes before the delivering of the inheritance? Built up. Built up. The word of God builds you up. Now you know why you should listen to God's word. I told one of us yesterday. Some of you might be saying, you know, but when I open the Bible, I don't know what to read. I don't know where to start from. And I told her, I learned this many years ago from T.D.J. As a teenager. If you're trying to know where to start from, start from what has already been taught. Do you understand? In other words, take my message. Take Joseph Prince's message. Take any message that aligns with the, need, the truth of you understand? And then sit down. I'm not talking about the one they are listening. You are listening and whilst you are washing plates. Yeah, that's good. That's leisure listening. I'm talking about studying now. Do you understand? Um, is it Quran I'm using to show you? Is it not bad breath? <laughs> so you sit down. <laughs> you sit down. You open your Bible. You get the message. You play it. You get your notes. Do you understand? You sit on your bed and then you're studying. Something you did not hear where you rewind it. You're studying. I do that. 
to teach this message, I have downloaded more than three of, I, I downloaded six of, of a particular minister's message. And I downloaded Andrew Roma's book. Just to teach this. Because there were things I already knew. There were things that I knew. But I wanted to, you know, upgrade. And I wanted to, do, do you understand? You study. You sit down and study. This thing is your life we are talking about here. You take one hour and sit down. Shut the door. Turn off Instagram. And put your Bible on the bed. And just study. Why? You want your soul to be full. You want your soul to be knowledgeable of all that God has already done for you. Otherwise, you'll be going about looking for a strong prophet, strong prophet, to pray for you. Strong prophet. You'll be going to Sokoto for something that is in your trousers. It's already there. You bring it out. Some of you, you know, I, 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 um, when he was asking me this morning, what does it mean to apprehend as you have been apprehended, the reason for which you are apprehended? And I've thought this thing in church several times. Some of you, when you get to heaven, you realize that there was no sick strand in your body. Not one cell was sick. You will know as you were known. I'm just amazed at what a person... <laughs> A person who was very broke while he was on earth. I'm just amazed at the cry he would cry when he sees. <laughs> I'm just amazed at that cry. This should be a cry of you know when the Bible you know when the Bible says that um, um, when we get to heaven, God shall wipe away every tear from the eye. You think they are crying before because they finally made it. You, know, you think the tear is tears of joy. Ah, I made it. I made it, Lord. So I'm in heaven. I made it. No. <laughs> you see, Kai, religion is bad. Religion is a bastard. You know, they told us eh, that when you get to heaven, the screen that you're going to be seeing is the screen of all the things that you did in your life. If you, if you don't read Bible, you ask more sense. That's something that Abraham did in the Old Covenant. When God was recording it, he recorded the good parts. Left out the bad parts. God had selective perception. His blood washed. So what you will see on that screen, listen, two things you will see. One screen, you will see all the good that you did for the gospel. You see that on the screen. Look at you, that day you were ministering to somebody. That day you were helping somebody to pay school fees. That day everything you did for the gospel to advance the kingdom, you will see it on the screen. Then you will see all that you could have been. You now see all that you could have been. You now see that, hey. See, you, you died, you died of, uh, of arthritis. So. But look, oh, there was healing, enough healing to last you for two billion generations. Then you, then I, I, I'm just, I'm just the one who could not, you know, you know, in, on earth here. You think that that guy who was at, at, at um, what's it called, bosom. Uh, the rich man's bosom. You think that, when, uh, Lazarus, you think that when he got to heaven, you think he was still a gate man. You think he was still cleaning people's... No. Status changed. Jonathan was sitting down. But guess what? That status there, as he is, so are we in this world. As he is now, so are we in this world. That status that you get to see when you get there, you already is now. 
in this world. You just need to know. Your soul needs to be opened up to the truth that, that has been made available for you. How sad it would be that you had money in you. And you died broke. Look at that's the one that is touching me. <laughs> Please, I have to go. You are making me laugh. I have to go. <laughs> that's the one that is really touching. <laughs> it's like poverty has done some people something. <laughs> poverty. And let me tell you, as you are laughing, you are being transformed. You know, some people think that when the pastor comes, you should not even smile. Alright, uh, go, go, go for Cornell's meeting. From the beginning of the teaching to the end, he's laughing and yabbing people and cracking jokes and teaching, and then the power of God will fall. Do you understand what I'm saying? You realize that you came already loaded. But you need to release this thing out of your spirit. Now, look at me. Now, Bible study and time of prayer is not to impress anybody. It's not so that pastor will say, she came to church, take good. No. Every time you study, it's because, man, something has to come out. It's inside. It's got to come out. And then guess what will happen to you again? You will now start to honor and reverence the institutions that God has put in place to bring you up. I can never, and I will never, quote me anyway, I will never, never call any man of God, any man of God, write anything negative about them. Can you say amen? amen. You're being built up. Can we say amen? amen. I want to give you one more scripture. Then we'll go. Second Peter 1 and verse 19. 2 Peter 1 and verse 19. Look at what it says. It says, We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Try to reduce the distractions. I'm, I'm focusing because I'm disciplined, not because... People are distracting me here. Please try to reduce the distractions. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arises in your hearts. Your heart there is your soul. So let's look at this again. It says, we have a more sure word of prophecy. That is the word of God. So, sure word. It's an assuring word. Then it goes on to say, you do well to pay attention to it. That paying attention to it is how the transformation comes. Say, it comes by what? Hearing, and hearing how? By the word of God. So, you pay attention You study, you look at it, you look closely at it. You look at all the provisions that God has made available in Christ Jesus. It says you have a sure word of prophecy. Sure, sure, sure. Dupe, surely he has borne our griefs. 
and carried our sicknesses. Surely. My darling, look at me. What is God's will for the sick today? Surely. I'm not saying maybe. I'm saying surely he will be healed. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. You see this, this trial and error conversation. No. Surely they will be healed. That's God's will. Surely the sick will be healed. Listen, listen. Look at me. Some of you, when the doctor tells you the prognosis or diagnosis or whatever, then you start to shake. Hey, so me, hey, you start to shake. No. He did not ask for the name of the sickness. He said, surely he has borne my disease and my grief. In other words, maybe you're on that bed. Maybe the person is on that bed for three weeks, one month. You know? But there is a surely I'm coming out of this. Look at me. That's how the believer must face every opposition. Surely I'm coming out of this. But you will not be able to do it if your soul is not well fed. Look at it. It says we have a more sure word of prophecy. Let me ask a question as I, as I begin to bring this to a close. I want to get you involved in this teaching. How many of you can tell me Let's, let's look at this first. It says, surely we have a more sure word of prophecy. I wish we could back up a little bit. And then you see that from verse 12, thereabouts, we're talking about Jesus. So when he says we have a more sure word of prophecy, he's talking about Jesus. Back up a little bit. I want to just do this in context and I'll close. He says, wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of those things. Though ye know them. Though ye know them, and be established in the present truth. Next verse. Yea, I think it needs, as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. Look at what he say. Continue. Knowing that shortly I must put off this tabernacle. In other words, shortly I will soon be gone. But as long as I am here, I want to put you in remembrance and stir you up. Even as the Lord Jesus Christ has showed me. Next verse. Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able, after my disease... To have these things always in remembrance. Next verse. For we, we have, listen. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables. When we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. But were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Next verse. For he received from God the Father honor and glory. When there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Next verse. And this voice which came from heaven, we also heard when we were with him in the holy mount. Verse 19. Let's read this together. We also... Mm-hmm. Stop. I'm going to do... A, a test. Jennifer, tell me what is the one provision of the gospel that you know? Anyone? Salvation. Esther. Grace. 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 Forgiveness of sins. Awesome. Sweetheart, any? Creativity. Awesome. Yes, sweetheart, any? Faithfulness. Awesome. You can't be wrong. Don't worry. 
Brother. Okay, take This guy is This guy is a good guy. I like him already. Prosperity. Brother. Peace. You are also deep. You are deep. You are deep. Tell me. Goodness. God's goodness. Well, when you say God's goodness, there's no devil is not good. Just one goodness. God, goodness. Yes? Hmm? This boy, yeah, so the presence of God. Hallelujah. Yes. His glory. Oh, it's because people are in the worship too. His presence, his glory. Yes, fear. Divine health. At least, thank the Lord. Brother. Joy. Love, sister. Righteousness. You see what we're talking about, brother? Perfection. Man of God. You see how deep these people are going on me? Brother, help me out. Help me out. Help me out. Let's preach together. Grace. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Be cool like that. Happiness. Abundance. Huh? Productivity. Now, Everything that you guys have said is correct. He says, look at this. He says, it's a sure word of prophecy. That is, it is sure. All the things you announce, like this guy said, his presence is sure. Glory is sure. Divine health is sure. Righteousness is sure. Sure word of prophecy. She said, creativity is sure. Grace is sure. Forgiveness is sure. Which one did you say? Salvation. Sure. Let me ask you. How many people actually treat these things like they are sure? Some of us treat them like they are maybes. Maybe. In fact, let me tell you. Many people treat them like, if God is in a good mood, then yes. If he's not in a good mood, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Or, they say, hmm, when I've done well, if I fasted like eight days, and I paid my tithes. You understand? And I've given my offering. And I did not curse anybody on the streets. I was just walking straight into the straight and narrow. And I was going like that. Holy and righteous. Then God is going to be good to me. So it's all, it's all dependent on your own goodness. Look at what it says. Read it again. We also have a more sure word of Prophecy. That is color. Listen, 10 out of 10, you're going to get forgiveness. You're going to get healing. See, I'm not saying 8 out of 10. I'm not saying 7 out of 10. I'm not saying 6 out of 10. I'm not saying 5 out of 10. I said 10 out of 10. 1 plus 1 is what? 1 plus 1 again is what? 1 plus 1 is what? You do 1 plus 1 and get 5? Never. So what a prophecy. But here is the litmus test. You do well to pay attention to it. Give me from the HCSB. Put it there. You do well to pay attention to it. Why do you do well to pay attention? I want to use somebody as an illustration. Man of God, come. Come. So, here is my final illustration. Stand here. Sure word of prophecy. Righteousness is in his spirit. Salvation is in his spirit. Peace is in his spirit. Joy is in the spirit. All these things we all talked about. Ten out of ten, you produce results. See, stand here. You should never walk towards a sick person thinking will he be healed. 
Every time you walk towards a sick person, God wants them to be healed. Ten out of ten. You understand? Now, so this guy is battling with all manner of distractions in his mind. The landlord calls, he has not paid rent. The landlord tells him, you have two weeks. Distraction. Then he's battling with Z-World. Then he's battling with Big Brother. You know, you know I've not said any of these things are bad, though. Please sit down in church. Then he's battling with Chelsea versus Man U. Distractions. Then guess what? He just called him to tell him that somebody that he knows in the next street just died of high blood pressure. He's battling that too. You know that the soul is subconsciously saying, hmm, this one died. This one died. This one lost his house. This one lost his house. He's battling all those things. These things are, let me tell you, it's education. You're being educated. You're being educated whether you know it or not. When the doctor, when, when the doctor sends you the diagnosis, that's an education. When they send you your bills, that's an education. Your bill is talking to you, even though it's not talking to you. It's still talking to you. Sorry? Your being no thank you. Being notified that XYZ. So those things are talking. And the guy is getting distracted. But guess what? He has a more he has a word of prophecy that is confirmed. In other words, all that Jesus came to be to him is assured. Assured, assured. We're not talking about maybe assured. But now there are distractions. You know what this man is going to do? Come, sir. Stand here. Then take heed. Take heed. Shut out. 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 And then focus. 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 Stay here. Stay. Stay. Your mind is going, 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 going. Mind. Come, come, come. Stay here. Stay here. Stay here. Stay here. Stay here. How can you be distracted? We just wrote you a check of one billion. You're still distracted. Don't cash it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hey, church, you know. When it comes to this money matter, you know how focused you'll be to go to the bank. Focus. As you're going to the bank, a bike man pours water on you. Focus. <laughs> you don't stop. And what, what's wrong with you? It's poor people that behave like that. Focus. Focus. Ah, you can't stop me today. There's one billion to cash. Focus. You keep moving. You keep moving. You know, somebody comes on the road you, to slap you. You say, let me just be sure that that money is there. I'm coming back for you. You will know. Focus. Until you get it. The sure word of prophecy. Ten out of ten. I've been young. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor a seed begging for bread. Ten out of ten. So if you are begging for bread now, don't, don't use that as the standard for measuring your life. Focus on provision of prophecy. Sure word, sure, sure. That you are sick in your body does not mean that you will die sick. Focus on the solution. Brother, please sit. So I don't leave you here standing. So he, he, he shuts out all this. He says, look at what he says. 
He says, you do well to pay attention to it. Some people are too broke. They can't even pay attention. Pay attention to it. And as you're paying attention to it, your mind is being transformed. You used to believe that you die broke. But now your mind is being transformed. Ah, there's wealth in our house. You used to believe that you die sick. Your mind is being transformed. You used to believe that there's no creativity that can come out of you. But now your mind is being transformed. You're getting to know who you are. You're being cultivated right. Hmm, you're learning, you're learning. Hmm, hmm, you're learning, you're learning, you're learning, you're learning, you're learning, you're learning. You pay attention to it. It delivers to you to the degree that you pay attention to it. It says, as to a lamp shining in a dismal place. In other words, this is your way out of the darkness. You may have been enveloped by darkness, but this is your way out. Your attention is your way out. It says, until the day dawns. In other words, the focus here is that until the day dawns in your mind. In other words, until it dawns on your mind that this is who I am. In your heart. Listen, when it dawns on you like that, we may not see anything on the outside. But it has rested in your heart. Bishop Eko was poverty. He said he took a book. God wants you, God's will is prosperity by Gloria Copeland. And he went on a three day fast, locked the door. He was poor, not poor, poor. And then he locked the door and was reading the word, praying in the Holy Ghost, meditating on scripture, reading that book, and doing all of that. He says on the third day in the night, something entered him. That thing had mingled, the mix had completed. He shouted, I can never be poor in my life. That was the end of it till today. It had entered. Go and, some of you, before you talk, go and look at people's stories. How that he had one beetle that he would drive. I can't even imagine it now. He would drive from Kaduna to camp, to redemption camp, to attend Holy Ghost Congress, to preach for, for Papa. And that um, Pastor Adeboe was saying that on his way back, he's praying that, Lord, let this be to take him home. There was a man of God, real story, Bishop said it himself. A man of God invited him to preach in his church. And as he was bringing him up to the stage, look at what he said. Let's make welcome Bishop David Oyedeko, God's servant, who always talks about prosperity, yet we don't see the prosperity on him. True story. Learn some lessons. True story. He said he didn't even finish. He came up. He prayed very well. He said today, they can't see the signboard of the church. The signboard, we don't know where it is. But stories have changed. Please, when you just see the private jet, just shut up. Yeah, advise yourself to keep quiet. Sure word of prophecy. You pay attention to it. 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 In that time of paying attention, it might look like you're stupid. You pay attention to it. So salvation happens 
when an emotionally discouraged and mentally defeated Christian starts believing God's word and then experiences victory, peace and joy again. However, when it comes to being born again, your soul wasn't part of that, that your, your soul wasn't the part of you that completely changed. It was your spirit. Do you understand it now? Awesome. Let me read another one. Your soul can be transformed now to the degree that you renew your mind, change your attitudes, and conform your values to the word of God. This should happen and it's and it's in the process of happening. But it didn't automatically happen. In your soul, all things did not pass away. And all things haven't yet become new. The transformation of your soul won't be completed until you go to be with Jesus. Or until Jesus comes back again. Do you understand it? So stop beating yourself for something that is still ongoing. Give me slide 16 and then we're done. Look at this. Very important slide. Spirit, soul and body. This, this slide presents it properly to you. Your spirit, alright, has interaction with your soul. Interestingly, your body has interaction with your soul as well. But the body cannot touch the spirit. And the spirit cannot touch the body. The spirit can touch the soul. The soul touches the body. The body can touch the soul. Thank God the spirit is shut out because the spirit is sealed. So now it's two against one. Any two that gains the, up, the ascendancy. Alright, so if the body cooperates with the soul, the spirit is dormant. If the spirit and the soul gains ascendancy, the body, you understand, the body just follows. This is what happens. So, look at this slide. Those of you who think that the things that happens in your body touches your spirit, you're wrong. It touches your soul, your emotions. It doesn't touch your spirit. Your spirit is sealed. Do you know, do you, do you, do you, I don't know, did you hear what I said? Your spirit is sealed. That anger, that anger that you demonstrated does not touch your spirit. And it's good because now there is solution. If it touches your spirit, what it means is that Jesus will have to keep coming down every time to recreate your spirit. But that's done once and for all. Your spirit is sealed. So now your soul needs to be transformed and then your body goes. Give me the last slide and I'm done. So spirit, soul, body. There's a valve here. Alright? All that is in the spirit will flow to the soul if this valve is open to the world. All that is in the feelings will flow to the soul if that valve is open to the body. Have you learned how you re release it now? You release it by learning, by growing, by coming into understanding. Of the things that belongs to you. Come. You see this precious lady? 
she can start to walk into prosperity and produce prosperity that is already in her spirit. And in six months, we won't identify her again. It's already there. Say it. It's already there. Say it again. It's already there. I'm in the process of releasing it. I'm learning how to release it. It's already there. Listen to me. Say this with me. All that I needed to be, I have become. I'm releasing it. Do you understand what I'm saying? This precious girl has healing and health, divine health and healing. To the point that even her shadow can heal the sick. Oh boy. What's wrong with you? Did you hear me? Peter was not any superstar. Paul was not any superstar. This lady now, if she begins to function in this consciousness, already you will see that she already carries something on the inside. I don't know if you can tell. Alright? And, and then she's walking in that consciousness. She will pass like this. And then somebody said, what, 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 what just left me? A pain just left my body. What happened? What did you do to me? Just focus. Intense focus. How many of you have seen the laser beam? You know that laser thing is very powerful. But it needs to be focused. If you focus it long enough, it will tear that paper. How many of you did that thing in secondary school? You take the light rays and then you put a magnifier and then you put paper on that. How many of you did that thing? Is it just me? And then as, as the light is coming, the thing will just tear. This woman here, this precious girl here, has inside her all of the healing. This lady can conduct, listen to me, this lady can conduct a nationwide healing crusade. Thousands of people will come out of the wheelchair. Look, I'm not talking about me now, I'm talking about her. Hmm? The healing, anointing and power is inside So here's what I've been saying all day. You can't carry this kind of power and die broke. Mm. You can't carry this kind of power and die sick. Mm. You release it. Yes, sir. It flows from your spirit and touches your body. Try it. I dare you. Try it. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, try it. You're not in that office for, for nothing. Somebody tells you they have migraine headache. The first thing you tell them is Panadol. Uh-uh. We, I say, I'm not against medicine. I am not. I have sent many people to the hospital. <laughs> Before you take something I'm saying and, and turn it upside down. What I'm saying is that if you ask the doctors, huh, stand there. Doctor, come. Come and stand here. Ask them. I was, I was explaining something to her recently, a few months ago. Ask them. Doctors cannot heal a fly. She's here. Ask them. They can't heal a fly. You get as that sickness go be, ba. You get as that sickness go be, ask them. They too, they know that there's no cure. True or false? What are you talking about? They know that there's no cure. They manage it for the rest of the person's life. They know. And the guy found that thing. The day I found out that this is what's exactly happening. Honor them for the work that they do, but they know. They not they know. That's why let me tell you what I'm saying. Eh? If you're a believer and you're a doctor, you have double dose of power. Healing on one hand, stethoscope on the other. You understand what I'm saying? If stethoscope no work, power will work. 
understand what I'm saying? You mix it, you combine it, combination therapy, and you you jam them. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's a way high blood pressure will hit the person's body. They say there's no cure. You manage it for life. Not just in Nigeria, abroad, everywhere around the world. Somebody who we love and respect so much. I love him so much. I, I interviewed, I interviewed uh, Larry Fasasi. Yeah, what's his name? Sound Sultan. I interviewed him for my senior design project. He was one of the people who interviewed. And when I met him, I, I met a humble down to earth guy. In the best healthcare facility all around the world. And then cancer still takes the person out. I'm, I'm, I'm sharing these things with you so that you realize what we're talking about. When I found out that doctors cannot heal anything, they'll manage and manage and manage and manage it and manage it and manage it and manage it. In fact, they tell you that the body is supposed to heal itself. The other thing they are doing is slow down the process to see whether the body can, can re, re, rejuvenate itself. But there is something higher that created your body. That thing responds. So listen, sweetheart, instead of you to be feeling your life and your soul with news of somebody who just died or this one, somebody who just died or something, you have options now. There's YouTube. You can watch Pastor Paul Enetre's video is on YouTube of a lady who got pregnant without womb. Mm-hmm. Got pregnant without a womb. She carried the baby. You're supposed to carry a baby in a sack, right? They, they, was, they checked. There was no sack to carry the baby. Nine months after she got pregnant. And she, she delivered her baby. R.W. Sandback has gone to meetings, alright, where people did not have, there was no eyeball, there was no eyeball, there was no eyeball in the socket. What we are praying is for you, for your eyes to be healed. This one, there was no eyeball in the socket. And as they were ministering to the person, the eyeball was created. And then you see that and say, Somebody sat in a meeting, came in on a wheelchair, no legs. And as the meeting was going on, leg came out. They can't do it. That's why if you're a doctor and you're a believer, Kai, I envy you. Because now you, you have access that we don't have. Say this with me, this is in my spirit. You know, the least of you, you darling, can conduct a healing crusade. You, 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 all of you, you. As you are giving them material, as you are giving them material, as soon as you give them material, yeah, what, what just happened to me? Ma is the power of God. Ma is the power of God. It's the power of God. It just flows through your body. And you won't need to clean your makeup. <laughs> it's even better if you go with dyed hair. You understand what I'm saying? You go with dyed hair. But they know that this thing carries your eye. You go with big, big loop earrings like this. Big one, two. Huh? They will not argue with you. 
They will not say, but the Bible says, uh, Madam, did you get healed or not? <laughs> I'm telling you, they won't argue. <laughs> they will not argue. No, I who know like better thing. They won't argue. They say, Ma, is healing I want. <laughs> Doesn't matter where it flows from. Have you been blessed today? Right to your feet, everybody. Right to your feet. You may be seated. You're going to pray in the Holy Ghost for a bit. Have you been blessed? Yes, sir. Now, I want to give you a few minutes to release this thing out of your spirit. This day. You're going to pray in the Holy Ghost. You're going to pray fervently. Release that which is already in your spirit. Thank you for engaging yourself in this episode. We trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hellwebblueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprints Church and on Instagram at The Blueprints Church. Cheers.